I mean, yeah, I think we just want to create a space where we can leave leave the, the briefcase, leave the duffel bag, leave the backpack at the door. Yes. Um, if you need to to bring it in with you, at least set it on the ground and be willing to dig into it and uncover the love for yourself one piece at a time. Welcome to A Conscious Way Forward, a podcast about healing, reimagining leadership, and reinventing education. If you're a seeker, change maker, or dreamer, you're in the right place. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to help individuals rise in consciousness and to usher in a new paradigm of a more equitable and just global society. As an educator, founder and CEO, dadpreneur, coach, and ambassador for change, I share my conscious journey through real, raw, and relatable stories while engaging in conversations with a diverse group of guests. I discuss timeless wisdom teachings and how they've helped me navigate life, leadership, parenting, and heal my traumatic childhood wounds. If you're ready to come home to your soul's purpose, co-create a more equitable world, dream, act, and heal forward together, then please continue to listen. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for taking the time to connect today. Today's episode is about men loving themselves and finding that nurturing side within them. My good friend Maurice Shaw and I discuss manhood in 2020. (laughs) And in short, what we talk about is a new man needs to arrive as we embark upon this great shift in humanity. And really this new way is sometimes men just need to get out of the way and allow the feminine energy or the yin energy to take the lead. And this doesn't mean that the feminine energy must come in the form of a female but rather that men can access that gentle power of intuition and find freedom. This is why Maurice and I started a men's group so that men have a place to come and be vulnerable, a place where we can re-examine together how we've been conditioned. And we believe that begins with unlearning and connecting deeply within with your intuitive power, which is called a feminine power, but we want to re-examine, rewrite that and say that every human being has access to that power. So we would love to see you at the men's group and I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you want more information about the men's group, you can reach out to me, david at davidkrichards.com. Thanks so much. As always, you and I just go with the flow Mm -hmm. and let whatever's going to come through in the moment come through. So what would you like to talk about during this discussion we're going to have? Um, I mean, to be completely transparent, I don't know. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have any idea of what to talk about. Are we worried you've been going to go? Yeah. But I think too, like not knowing is a big part of, of the experience and a big part of where men should be learning to be okay going. Yeah. You know, so I think just in general, like, I think we look to ourselves just as being men to have some sort of answer. And then we're looked at from others at times, whether it's in the family structure or, or being a coach or, you know, being a male role model for whoever you're in contact with, we're looked at to have some sort of answer. Yeah. And then if we don't have those answers, you know, I think we assume the world is frowning upon us, but more importantly than that, we frown upon ourselves. 
Mm. and become harder hard on ourselves because like we should be all we should know we should know how to do this we should be able to fix that we should have the answer and be able to to be the provider and show up and be strong and be and be powerful and also be grounded and and be the the rock and the stability of our family and of our kids and of our you know our culture and you know even get so much that you know we do we we become empowered for the, you know, the political structure of things and think like, oh, you know, man is, is the one to decide, you know? And it seems like as we kind of break down those, those constructions and can look within the self, it seems that it's different. It can be different, right? but we have to allow it to become that for ourselves, you know, and it's nothing that can always be externally taught to you or shown to you unless you have some sort of guru teacher or some sort of training that you're following. It's something that has to come within you that is brought to you or revealed to you from some sort of struggle or some sort of stressful situation that you're dealing with in your life that that's a call for you to say, hey, let's wake up. Let's look at things a little bit different because the structure of how we were doing things may appear to be the right way, but right now we're in a different realm and we may be lost and we need to wake up and take a look at that and see where we're at. Yeah, 2020 has really turned the tables upside down for us and started to ask us to really switch the lens and look at things differently. And we started the men's group because we really thought this was back in like March, right? When we started it and we really wanted people to see that the way men have been behaving or the conditioning that they've been buying into, that we have to start to re-examine that. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a lot of the energy you were talking about is we're conditioned to have this masculine energy around do, accomplish, know all the answers, mansplain everything. Like you have to know the answers and it's there's no in-between. You've got to know it. You've got to know it. And what this new earth is really going to bring to us, what's already come through this transition we're in right now is that that's just not going to work anymore. There's got to be feminine and, you know, more of a feminine kind of intuitive energy. Well, and I think, you know, that's kind of what was um, speaking to me while you were saying that is, is that we, we need to just get out of the way. Mm-hmm. you know, as men sometimes, and allow um, the feminine energy, the yin energy to take the lead. And it doesn't mean that the feminine yin energy has to come in the form of an actual female, because the men have access to that as well. Absolutely. But it's just becoming um, grounded enough and sensitive enough within your body to be able to allow yourself to experience that and then therefore express it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's just the, the desire for power, you know, the need to achieve, mm-hmm. the need to do a little bit more, to get a little bit more um, is how we identify or we think we identify from an external perspective on how we identify what success looks like. Yes. How many cars, how much houses, how much power, you know, what's your role at your company? 
you know, and sometimes we can just take a, take, step, a, take a step back um, and just kind of look within and see what, what our natural role is without those ideas, without, um, without the ideas and without the, the, the mental construction that we've put in place to kind of survive in this society. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I was going to say something. Complete. Someone told me a story the other day that they interviewed. Um, it was a book that I was, I was hearing an excerpt from, and they were saying that they interviewed someone with $10 million and asked them what would make them happy. And they said, well, if I had, you know, they interviewed somebody with a million dollars, what would make you happy if I had $10 million? And they interviewed someone with $10 million, said, what would make you happy if I had a jet? Then you interviewed somebody with $100 million, said, well, if I had a, if I had a bigger jet, and another hundred million dollars and so oh. it's like whatever it is you're striving for and then I saw the last dance I've been watching the last dance you know with Michael Jordan roles and watching Michael Jordan like still be angry from the 1991 series when Isaiah Thomas didn't shake his hand mm -hmm. 29 years ago <laughs> like, we see somebody like Michael Jordan we're like this guy achieved in his field or whatever you want to call it right in basketball like he achieved everything you can ever imagine championships the olympics the mvps the and yet he's still pissed off about something from 29 years ago mm -hmm. because he, he's always going to want more he's always going to want more you know? mm -hmm. and that's how we're taught and that's what we taught our, teach our boys too yeah well yeah i think the the i just got these things popping up I think that's, the, that's what's so hard, especially in this world today, is that we look at Michael Jordan and he's Michael Jordan. And I speak from a neutral place because I don't know what his life is like. Absolutely. I don't know the things that he has to go through yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. But at the same time, nor does anybody know what he has to deal with on an internal level. Yeah. And nor right now, and I'm assuming that in the news, there is some, some sort of information out there about whether it's gambling or drinking and things like that. But yeah. B, I'm not aware of all the things he has to do on a daily level, on a daily basis to be able yeah. to deal with whatever he harbors on the inside yes, and whatever exactly. he keeps there and isn't yeah. allowing to, to just kind of move through him and disappear into the universe and let the universe carry that weight. But yes. you know, sometimes as men, that's what we use as a driving force to, to achieve and accomplish the goals that we want to achieve and accomplish. Yeah. And we lose track of the internal damage that we're doing along the way. Yes. Um, but one way or the other, unless we take the necessary steps to allow things to be recognized and then processed, we eventually pay the price, you know, yeah. Whether it's, you know, alcoholism, drug abuse, um, gambling habits, um, you know, womanizing, affairs, mm -hmm. um, you know, overeating, going bankrupt. Yeah, and we're taught and then, to bottle it up, right? We're taught to bottle it up. And I love this one documentary, The Mask We Live In, and it talks about how when boys get into first grade, that's when they stop crying on the playground. Mm -hmm. So when they're six. Mm -hmm. that they already get the messages that when you're in kindergarten you're four you can cry and everything's fine the moment mm -hmm. you hit first grade that's when everyone and so they interview all these little boys and I asked my son and they're like yeah no 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 I don't I don't 
And then I asked him, when did you stop crying in the playground? Oh, about first grade. Because that's, that's when the conditioning starts to kick in. Like you have to be strong, you have to be tough. You're not allowed to cry. And so we bottle it all up. So, I mean, I like what you said about Michael Jordan, like no judgment because I don't know what he's got bottled up or what he's got within him. No matter what he achieved on the outside, there's from me watching that documentary, there's still some things bottled up within him, which I'm not going to try and dissect or even talk about because it's none of my business. But I'm saying like, that's the, these are the men that we hold up mm-hmm. and that's there. There's a lot going on within them that hasn't been processed. It hasn't been emotions and energy that hasn't been, hasn't come through. Mm-hmm. And then that's like you said, that turns into let's numb something on the outside. So womanizing, drinking, gambling, whatever it may be that will try and soothe something within you that hasn't been resolved. Mm-hmm. And that's what we teach our boys as early as before they're six, but it gets really fomented at the age of six. Like, don't cry, don't emote, just push it down. I mean, I wouldn't even say that we teach our boys on an individual level as parents, because I mean, I love my dad, but he wasn't there to teach me anything. Correct. Um, I think what I'm feeling now is that it's a survival mechanism that's ingrained in the collective masculinity of our society, the collective pain body. Right. That's just what we have done to get here, whether it was enslaving people and ostracizing and murdering and raping of women and, you know, the wars and things that we've fought for and to control more land and the people that we've murdered along the way. Yeah. So that sort of past pain and experience on the collective level is already there. So it's almost like you don't have to have anyone teach it. It's just That's there. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, so what our job is now becomes is to, to learn how to transcend that and become a model ourselves on an individual level. Yes. By showing up in presence in the now and being able to stay connected with your inner state. Um, your inner dimension and present that how it is present um, the emotional energy that may move through or the masculine energy or the feminine energy that may move through and just demonstrate that to one person at a time yes and the thing is is that you can't never really know how that that is going to land on that person Mm -hmm. because you could only show up for yourself Yes. And how that's received is going to be up to each individual that you come in contact to along the way. But as long as you're in the state of presence and inner awareness, when you're interacting with them, they'll either come into that realm and something will activate in them as well, or they'll, you know, start to move in another direction. Yeah. So it's tough, you know, we do have to, yeah. we just have to be in an environment where, where it's okay to be able to truly reflect and express yourself and know that you're safe, uh, mm-hmm. know that you're okay. Yeah. And also have, I think too, having some facilitators at times when you're in the beginning process is yes. very important. Yes. But over time, I think as you continue the work, we'll learn that that ability to connect within and the answers you seek are always there, yes. but it's just about whether we're going to listen to them or not and have that sort of inner interconnection with the inner dimension to be able to, to say yes to the energy that's moving through you or realize that it might be mind-based energy that 
doesn't need to be said yes to, but just needs to be recognized and processed. Right. Right. Or it might be some past pain that doesn't need to be said yes to, but it still needs mm-hmm. to be accepted and respected. Yes. And seen, yeah. And seen and then allowed to process, but mm-hmm. without identifying with it and then trying to get through all those different areas. And it's the, you know, you talked about the yin and the yang. It's the integration of the masculine and feminine, not like genders, but the energy within you mm-hmm. that allows you to, you know, like we're taught to, to act, to just like, you know, just like keep keep up that masculine energy. And like, you you know, you play division one college football. So you understand that, that kind of energy. And, mm-hmm. um, and what I think what this new earth is calling for is to start to really have people go within and find that feminine intuition, which is really not feminine, you know, but just intuition, but it's more of that, like slowing down, stopping, like you told me, like when you have a desire to do something, just stop, mm-hmm. pause, go within, and then figure out if it's within the flow and if it's coming through like divine guidance and then you can, you can move through it. But but what we're conditioned to do it. And you're right. It's not even from our parents necessarily. It's just in the, it's in the collective. It's in the, whatever, you know, you're coming in with all this stuff before you're even born. You've got a lot of this conditioning around what it means to be a man of what, you know, your generational ancestors have gone through. And our job is just to really um, in this new earth is to actually integrate those two energies and not always be trying to overdo it and over, uh, you know, overprove everything and achieve and have all the answers. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's just and just to allow that process to happen, it does take a lot of awareness of the self, and it does take the ability to be grounded, um, to be in connection with the emotional energy that's already within you, the nurturing side of you, the caring side, yeah. the one that wants to reach out and and lend a hand to somebody who might be down and out um, mm-hmm. love. And that's what the yin is, is, is all of those aspects and all those characteristics. Um, but the biggest part is understanding that the yin is from the lower dimension. So it's like you're through your belly button all the way down to your legs and the yes. groundedness. Whereas the masculine is more of the strength, the upper body, the mind. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And then so obviously over time, the goal is to be able to unify those two those two sectors and make them into one because one doesn't exist without the other they're all blended together but that just takes time whereas some of us as men certainly for me can be so far into the into the masculine energy the power of it that something catastrophic happens like for me it was my back to reset us and so i had to literally step out of my masculine man young type energy strength power doing thinking figuring out energy and just be still and lay on the ground for 30 days and just learn to nurture myself and and when i had to crawl to the bathroom to to be okay crying and just being pure pain of whatever was coming through whatever my body was experiencing and not fighting that off yeah you know so sometimes you do have to go to the total extreme and then over time if you allow it to happen you can get back into somewhere in the middle where you kind of just float back and forth but just nothing that's uh too extreme in one direction or the other well you know i actually threw out my back when i was 19 you just made me realize that i that was definitely the universe telling me to slow down because i was 
I just arrived at my college and whatever. And I was like, just going hundred miles per hour. And um, I wasn't as wise as you. And I didn't slow down. I just hit the alcohol really hard. Like I drank mm-hmm. like a lot and I would yeah. drink and pop ibuprofen like 40 pills a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, when you're 19, you're just untouchable. Yeah. And I was wondering the other day, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to catch up with my liver given how much ibuprofen I, I put in with alcohol. But, um, but I think, but I think the reason for me, the reason I went that hard into, into a numbing agent is because I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's really hard for men to, for any human, but for men in particular to find that nurturing side for themselves, because we can be really hard on ourselves. And it's all about, you know, I mean, there are, there are men that commit suicide because they lose their job because their whole entire egoic identity is attached to this job that's on the outside. And if that job goes away, they can't actually face any other part of themselves. And so I, I, what I really intend and want to send out to the world is for men to learn how to love themselves and be gentle with themselves because we're really, really harsh on ourselves. And that energy is transformed for me. I was so mad that I turned the wrong way and pulled out my back. And I actually couldn't, I laid down for four months. I was so angry that I did that. And I was so stupid. Why did you turn? It's just one play. I kept beating myself up for four months. So what happens when you beat yourself up? That energy has to go somewhere. So that energy had to go to a lot of different women and a lot of different drinking and a lot of different, you know, illicit things that aren't legal and just whatever it was, because there was so much anger towards this, this energy. And it's like, wow, now that I'm wise enough and old enough to understand, if I could have just really gone within and been like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay, dude. You got hurt. You got hurt because you got to slow down. Now just like send that love to yourself mm-hmm. and, and you'll be okay. Yeah, That's really hard for us to do. Yeah. Well, I think you, you touched on two points like earlier in the story when you were talking about, um, of you popping the pills and, and drinking and doing all the ex- external stuff to be able to, con- to deal with your internal reality. You mentioned that you didn't love yourself. And then later on in the story, you mentioned that, you know, through time and through work, you learned to love yourself. And I think that's the duality in the one, the, the thing in the middle, I believe is that, we always love ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, we're always have the ability to connect with ourselves. And that's what the universe and that's what God requires of us. Yes. So it's never that we don't love ourselves. It's just that there's so many life experiences, whether it's our own individual life experience yes. or the collective experience that's buried on top of that self love yes. that we can't see it. Yes. And the amount of work and the amount of um, sacrifice and the amount of vulnerability that you have to be able to be willing to experience to get to even to the first layer of the backpack mm-hmm. can be extraordinarily overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. But that's when we learn that it's just about working everything out in the moment yeah. and taking our time because life is going to push you in that direction to love yourself as you're intended to do, because loving yourself is loving 
humanity and loving humanity is loving this beautiful earth and loving this beautiful earth is loving the universe and loving the universe they say is loving the Tao, mm-hmm. you know, which is just the source, it's the, the guidance, the, yeah. the way of the way. Um, so it's just, you know, that's it is, well, I guess like Yoda says, you must learn what you, you must unlearn what you have learned. Yeah. <laughs> Always, I just, you know. Yeah. I heard a wisdom teacher say the other day that that's 99% of the spiritual journey is undoing mm-hmm. everything that you've done over the years. And, you know, I started, I really accelerated my spiritual journey when I started listening, right when I turned 40 and I started listening to Richard Rohr. So he's a priest, but he's very controversial because he doesn't follow all the Catholic kind of um, belief systems and all that. But, mm-hmm. but he is a Catholic priest and he's probably now like in his seventies, but I get his daily newsletter and he talked about this profound experience he had with working with men in prisons. Mm-hmm. And he said, it wasn't until they hit about 40. So if you look at like psychology, you know, it's like the midlife crisis, but from a spiritual perspective, it's like the second half of life. So what he talks about is when you hit about 40, you start to um, awaken, awaken to the, how your false self is really what's driving you. Mm-hmm. And there's something about being 40 and going through this, you know, it's like five to seven years old is when you start building all the un- layers of the onion and then the false self. And so for what, 35 years or so, you've been this false, false self a lot of the time. And he would say that people in prison, these men in prison would, would crumble about the time. He might work with them for eight years. He'd go there once a week and do like therapy sessions or spiritual counseling. And then right around the time they turned 40, it'd be, that'd be the moment where they, they'd be really, re- really ready to give it all up mm-hmm. and to actually have this like massive transformation. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, I'm 40 now. So I'm not in prison, thank God, but I, I'm at a point where I'm looking at all the things I've created in my life and deciding whether this is really me. And what I could see is it wasn't. I was like, oh, I, I'm attached to that. I have an identity around that. That's not me, but that's not me, that's not me. And it was like all the work was just peeling back the onion to the point where we actually got, oh, that's our smoke alarm, to where we actually got to the, to the authentic, you know, to the true essence. It'll go off in a second. Oh, there we go. Anyway, so that, that's been my journey is really just undoing the layers. And the, and the way I've done that is dissolving through what you said about sending, you know, really just watching that energy and loving and loving because unconditional love is the highest source. Mm-hmm. So if you can access that, and like you said, we all have it. It's just how do you access it? Mm-hmm. And it took these guys in prison and majority of them have really massively, I think you said 95% had massively traumatic childhoods. And it was something about 40 that really got them to be willing to go really deep into the work and to face parts of themselves that they never wanted to face. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think too, like, we're not in that, like you said, we're not, like even when you're, when you're recognizing these things at 40, we're not in a physical prison with bars, you know, yeah. with armed guards, but at the end of the day, we are in a prison, you know, prison of the mind and prison of all the, all the things we identify with, whether it's yeah, prison it's of true. the mind or prison of our past pain and not yeah, willing to true. let that experience go, you know, but like you said, you get to dissolve that, yeah. how you dissolve it. It's not by breaking down the bars or taking a saw and breaking your way out and going out there causing more chaos and madness with yeah. your, you know, your pain. That's about becoming present and reflecting within into your inner landscape and um, dissolving that, dissolving the prison from there, from a place of presence, you know. 
and showing up real and vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. It's real and vulnerable. And this is where if you look at our sports and you look at our institutions and you look at schools and all the different places where the kind of cultural conditioning comes in, it's actually about the opposite. Like how do you create, how do you create a facade of so much strength as a man? Better to be uh, feared than to be loved and all these things that were taught. And you can see where that got us with 2020 and, and um, when the ego, the, the ego and the conditioning is, is driving, then, you know, nature's going to have its way. Yeah, because that's right. It's just moving us towards consciousness. So uh, where there's light, there's dark. Where there's dark, there's light. Yeah. You know, so I think it's the, the, the yeah. toughest thing is just not, I don't want to say it's tough because it's not tough. Yeah. It's just let, like you said, just letting go of those ideas, yeah. letting go of the expectations of what you think you deserve or what you want from somebody else or what you want for yourself. Let, you know, let the self even go and just learn to be here. Like just learning to sit here in this chair and be present with you and be able to just listen to you without thinking of all the things that I should be doing or could be doing or thinking about what I'm saying next or worrying about this, worrying about that. That's, that's enough. Yeah. You know, so it's enough just to sit here and try to be present and listen with somebody and just connect with them. Yeah. You know, but it's possible, but it becomes a practice and something that yeah. you have to become aware of and allow to be each moment, you know, that's available to you. And one moment just leads and lives into the next. Yeah. So I got a question for you as a man who's really doing a lot of this work and is saying yes to your own um, power within. And I've probably over the last three years been involved with like 40 different spiritual communities, spiritual courses, spiritual talks, whatever it may be. I don't know, probably more like 200, but the ones that really intense are probably like 40. And majority of the time it's like 90% women all around me mm. and like, so I'm just wondering why at least through my direct experience maybe it's different depending on what journey you're on but through my direct experience I don't see that many men mm. and what I do see is a lot of the women so we, we we started this men's group you know for this reason so that we could start to gather men in, in one group and a lot of the women that I meet through these courses are like oh my husband's interested and I'm like, is your husband interested? Or are you interested for your husband? So mm -hmm. my response to them is great. Have them answer these three simple questions. They mm -hmm. never respond mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not interested. The women are trying to get them to be interested. So um, I don't know, like, what is, what is it? What's going on here? Like, is, am I right in this, in this? I mean, there's no right or wrong, but Am I missing something or are there more women doing this work? Like what's, what's going on with that? No, you're not missing it at all. Like I, um, I was going through something with my older son and just talking about learning how to let go and let people be like, that's our children will really challenge us. And I, I know that he's here to force me to go even deeper into surrender and yeah. deeper into consciousness because yeah. like, I could see a lot of things, you know, you know me and we were just talking yeah. about it earlier, but when it comes to him, I, it's just dark and I have, I get lost yeah. and I get angry and I could just watch all these things bubbling up with me, within me as a man and as a father. Yeah. Um, so I, 
So I reached out. I was, you know, I've been studying a lot of Byron Katie right now. Um, yeah. After studying a lot of Eckhart Tolle, I've been studying a lot of Byron Katie, and I was on her website just kind of doing some of her work and saw that she had a live event. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, what is this? And it's donation based. So I just got on it. She does it every Monday through Thursday, thework.com. You should go check okay. it out if you're going through something. Just, uh, you know, you can do a donation based, zero dollars. You just get on there. And there was probably like, you know, about 350 people on there. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about what you talked about, because I know some of your groups will be, you know, highly represented by women as well. And I was just kind of scanning because it's on down on Zoom. So I was just, you know, I was listening to the story, which was incredible. Um, but I was scanning through the pages just to see and just to see layers and layers and layers where like, you know, every page would have 20 people and maybe one or two would be a man on there. And then yeah. there'd be 18 women and it was just continuous. And it's just because the natural state of our reality of our, you know, the spiritual reality is that the, the, the women have, have an, the, the women are that. They are that feminine, grounded, emotional, nurturing base. They have that's that's their natural state of being. The only reason they step out of that is to try to to rise up to the masculine level, meet them at their level, so they can try to go out there and accomplish and become in power. Where sometimes they might lose some of those, some of those other, you know, those. I I don't know. Let's just call them yin qualities because sometimes I mentioned. To my trainer the other day, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been hurt my shoulder and I've been having to really tap into my feminine energy and not and stay conscious and present whenever I'm training. Because every time I try to just go hard and right. accomplish, I'll hurt myself. And he went into this whole thing about like, you know, like you can't be a, like, don't go to your feminine energy. You got to be a man. And he started talking about this Navy SEAL who was so much man, man energy and how he would you know, be crazy if you heard me talking about the female thing, the female energy. And I was like, oh, man, well, that's not you know, it's all kind of muddy if we get into that, you know, actual, those realms of duality. So we'll just say the yin energy, the grounded, the, the <laughs> no nurturing qualities. Yeah. yeah, the language. Um, so as I say, and so they, so the women are already in that, you know, so that's their natural state of being. So it's a lot right. easier for them to come back towards consciousness right. and self-realization than it is for a man to do that. Because yeah. the man's, instincts are to go more into the power of things the control of things the 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 thinking of things the accomplishment and the the doing energy so it takes a lot more awareness and personal sacrifice for us to step down into those lower dial regions and be a little bit more grounded in in connection with um with our more nurturing and emotional yin energy and being more grounded and more present and willing to just be there for somebody without having to achieve any goal. So it's just, you know, that's their natural state. So like, you know, Eckhart Tolle says that a lot more women will realize consciousness before men do. Right. Because they're just, you know, that's just their natural state of being. They just got disconnected from it because as a collective society, the men feared it and tried to conquer it and control yes. it. Yes. you know and stamp it out and you know <laughs> rape it and, and imprison it and take away the laws and rules right. you know we're yeah. in reality i think our job is to step back and let them lead yeah. and be here as be in more harmony. be yeah. in harmony and let them lead and let them just take care of us and let them take care of the world let them do what they do naturally and be okay with that and then when yeah. you need to come up and protect them and rise to power to make sure everybody's safe or you need to go out there and, and lift a heavy load or something, then we can step back in, yeah, you know, exactly. other than that, just let them do what they do. Like, why yeah. is that fight so hard? Why do we got to destroy everything 
to get back to where we're supposed to be naturally. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going off right there. No, I know what you're saying. And I actually noticed, so a good friend of mine just recently (laughs) asked me, who's a man asked me, you know, like, oh, I'm really, really open to what you're doing and I want to learn. And when people come to me, then I know that's the the doors open and I can start sharing a lot of the stuff that I'm working on. I don't try and share it with people that aren't ready. But when they come to me, I'm like, okay, I literally wait for the moment and I'm like, okay, here we go. So I sent this person a bunch of stuff. And one of the things I've sent him was Boyd Vardy's podcast because he's a lion tracker, which means he's totally in his body. He's mm-hmm. a lion tracker in South Africa. And he has a podcast where he spends 40 days and 40 nights in the nature reserve. And he's literally like watching animals. And what, because he's a lion tracker, he has to be, everything has to be instinct because he has to follow the lion. And a women are obviously more in their bodies based on their you know, feminine you know, being a woman. And men, not that men aren't in their bodies. So I know you're very, you know, based on your martial arts and your practices, like you're very much in your body. But um, I think a lot of men just don't have the opportunity to, to get, you know, and like you said, it's a natural thing for a woman. So I, I'm seeing that too as like, for me, other than when I was playing sports, but when I was playing sports, that was like a certain type of being in your body, which is like, how do you like, you know, conquer and attack and beat the other guy? And that's one way of being in your body. But like in terms of following my body, like when my back is sore or my shoulder's hurting or when, you know, half my face was paralyzed because I had Bell's palsy and I didn't even know what it was. If that happened to me today after three years of really being in like following the cues of the body, I would have immediately been like, because I went to the doctor and he said that it was, um, I could feel like, an, I thought it was an ear infection because you get inner, it's nerve damage. So you get a lot of pain. It's like someone stabbing a needle inside your ear. I thought it was an ear infection. So I go to the doctor and he said, no, there's no infection. It's gotta be TMJ. Like, you know, where your, your jaw gets swollen mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, cause he's like, oh, it sounds like, you know it sounds like you have a lot of pain right here. And so he diagnosed me with TMJ. Then the next day I couldn't close my eye. And I was like, what's going on here? But I, I had no idea what was going on. Then I went to the doctor and I went to the ER and it was like a 27 year old guy. And he prescribed me prednisone which is a narcotic steroid, highly, you know, like a, a real drug. And he didn't tell me, oh, take a little bit four times a day. He's like, just take two in the morning. I don't know, whatever it was, a thousand milligrams, whatever. So I literally, <laughs> the universe is very precise because at that point I had intended to get into, into my body. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you want to be in your body? We're going to give you a narcotic and you're going to see what it's like. <laughs> you put a poison <laughs> into your body. So I literally was up in the middle of the night, like thinking about how I could kill myself. Mm-hmm. really was because it made me psychotic it literally made me go get like out of my mind so it was really intense and i was just taking it for 10 days and i took it for like five and i wasn't sleeping and like every if you look up the side effects of prednisone every single one i had like times 10 this <laughs> is like mm-hmm. psychotic thoughts like you know whatever like fight or flight and um but it really it did teach me to be in my body and i really also hope that for men, we can, we can really help men or men can help themselves figure out how to be in their body. That's it. Men can help themselves. That's it. Everyone can. Yeah. That's it. Just. Yeah. Voila. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. it like the slate, everything just wiped out. I don't have anything. That's it right there. Well, what I can tell you and so I will tell this story because I think it's really um, relevant for this moment. I follow whatever intuitive tugs I get. 
And a couple of years ago, I would have them and write them down. Now I have them and I write them down and either follow them immediately or wait for the right moment for the action to happen. So I, you know, get the call, I get the tug and then I wait, okay. And um, about a year and a half ago, you did come into the meditation like, oh, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, wait, we're already coaching basketball for the kids. Or like, I feel like this is something bigger. And then after a while, I realized that it was that we should, you know, do this men's group together. And, um, and then just boom, we just like put it up on Facebook and we got, you know, a handful of 10, 10 men or whatever to be in the group with like nothing. It was just really fast. It was people from that. We don't even really know that. Well. It wasn't like it was our friends. And, um, and we're at the point now where, oh, what I was going to say is that I started having all these different signs and synchronicities happen when I started getting this like feeling like one of my callings in life will be to help men through the spiritual journey. And then like, you know, I'm on the airplane and I just happened to like push onto a podcast and it's, um, to, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's like a guy who's really into helping men really reach their best self. And he was, I just happened to be the podcast I listened to for an hour. And literally the day before I had like a massive download that, you know, I should be working with men. And then all these things just kept happening. So I know that there's a nonlinear unfolding that's waiting to happen for working with men. And I know that you and I have a lot to share in terms of helping men just be the mirror, just be the mirror to we're doing a lot of the work. And that's all that we can ask is that just be ready to do the work and that we can have a space for men. So when you go to buy Katie's page and other people's pages and you see all the women, we want to have a space where men can just come and be vulnerable. And we've had such beautiful moments in our group where you and I have had shared, shared intuitive messages or just let the source guide the conversation. And it's been a really seamless and just awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we just want to create a space where we could leave, leave the, the briefcase, leave the duffel bag, leave the backpack at the door. Yes. Um, if you need to, to bring it in with you, at least set it on the ground and be willing to dig into it and uncover the love for yourself one piece at a time, you know, as you just remove everything that's on top of it. Um, you know, for me, I just appreciate, appreciate you, uh, appreciate the work that you're doing and that you do for yourself and do for your family and appreciate you just holding a space for me to be able to show up um, as me and just just be really just be and be yeah. with you and be with the men that show up for our group. And then us doing that, um, showing up for ourselves and showing up for others means that we're showing up for the world. You know, we may not so. see the whole vibrational energy connect across the globe in an instant, but it does move and it does go. So it's just a really yeah. nice place to be. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And I appreciate you too. And my number one goal in life is really to, create spaces where people can be the most authentic version of themselves. So that's what I'm trying to do. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. You know, sometimes it takes an extreme situation or a physical experience to confront our pain head on. And especially for men, it can be hard to find that nurturing side when we've been conditioned for generations to show no weakness, to be strong and to overpower others. So Maurice and I created this men's group as a space where we can leave our briefcases outside and allow ourselves to become grounded 
and connected to each other. We take our masks off and we let go of the expectations. So again, if you're interested in joining the men's group, reach out to me at david at davidkrichards.com to get more information. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode.